Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello there. Welcome to the show. It is uh, the 30th of, of January, and uh, it's beautiful. Uh, overnight snowfall, uh, so things look pretty. And uh, my sister Susan's joining us from uh, Palm Springs, California, which uh, does not have snow on the ground. Hey, Suze. Hey. Nope, no snow. Maybe on the mountaintops. A little on the mountains. Not even much there. Huh. Okay. Drought. Drought. <laughs> um, so, the, the be- there's so many, there's so much awful news uh, to talk about today, as is usually the case in this new era. But uh, there's one wonderful story, and that is that um, Tom Hanks is going to portray Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, in a feature film coming up in probably about two years. They haven't even started production. Uh, called You Are My Friend. And uh, this is, I mean, I I can't think of anything better because Tom Hanks uh, seems a genuinely good person and Fred Rogers was a genuinely good person. And Tom Hanks does a lot of biopics and seems to inhabit these characters. So I'm I'm really excited about that. And uh, I don't know that it'll have much of an audience. I don't. I, I don't quite... Yeah, I, that's what I was wondering when I heard it. Well, um, here's the thing. I know what it's... <clears throat> it, yeah. It's based it, on... It sounded like Forrest Gump. Yeah. Well, Susan Forrest Gump, Gump, I think, won an Academy Award, didn't it? I know, I know. Okay. But uh, this is based on a... on... A piece, I think it was written by um, a reporter for GQ at the time. I might be wrong. might be wrong about the magazine. His name was Tom Juno, And he did hard-biting pieces about, you know, stuff the guys wanted to read about. And somehow he got assigned to do this thing on Mr. Rogers. And this is some time ago, believe me. And um, he was so pissed off. He groused and was furious, and um, but I guess did it. And what ended up happening between this cynical <laughs> journalist and this sweet, strange, wondrous being, Fred Rogers? Uh, is what the story is is about because they became absolutely lifelong friends. I I mean I I know at the memorial service after Fred died, uh, Tom was there almost sitting with the family, and um, so I think that might actually give it some potential of, you know, these yeah. two disparate personalities coming together and this seemingly gentle, uh, unassuming man winning totally, totally disarming 
this this character. Anyway, I'm 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 hoping, I'm hoping so. Um, so you had seen that that news before? I did. I saw it last night. Actually. Okay. Um, you know that's that's how I do this. I I try and prepare the night before because it's impossible to be up early enough to to do it right because you're well i okay um uh this was it's sad here that uh this is a most uh the most liked unproduced script uh that has been uh knocking about hollywood for a while that people really really read it, loved it, but no one could see how anyone would want to go uh, to see that. To uh, see it. You, you know, the, the New York Times puts together a list like that every year of the 10 best, uh, the 10 best unproduced screenplays. Oh, they do? Okay, well... Yeah, and I know this because, because the son of one of my friends landed on it. Oh, it does screen, so. yeah, screenwriting, right. Well, I guess that's, <laughs> I guess some small comfort to end up on that list, but you still don't have no, your movie No, 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 because those frequently movie made. get made. Then they get made, people take another made. look. Uh, mm-hmm. So, well, Juno, uh, the, the, the uh, journalist, I think it, actually, I think it, it might be Esquire, not GQ, he said he he just thinks Tom Hanks playing Fred is is fantastic because while they are both gentle and soft spoken, they are powerful people. Um, that's the thing about Fred that so blew people away that he could back down the biggest, baddest, toughest characters in the corporate world the political world and never raise his voice and just be himself and he would always come out on top uh there's many stories of how he how he would do that sort of bring them to their knees uh so i'm hoping they get it right and uh, you'll see this the complexity of this guy I, I'm wondering if uh, if they'll, I think, I'm wondering if Joanne, uh, Fred's wife, is going to be um, portrayed. Oh, <laughs> and who? Oh, portrayed. Yeah, because I, my understanding is, is that um, I think uh, the reporter did go to... Um, uh, Fred's place on Nantucket called the Crooked House, and it was just a shamble, little shack that he and Joanne would go to, um, but in a very nice location in Nantucket, and um, all the furniture was like from the Salvation Army. Nothing was, I, and and I think he went there, if I recall, and it was part of what so disarmed him. So if he went there, then Joanne's got to be in it. I would imagine. So that's exciting. Anyway, that was the only good news I saw. Oh, and here's another little bit. A little. What? What? What do you got? Okay. 
Okay. Well, I I thought it was good news that Amazon and oh, yes. Chase and Berkshire yeah. Hathaway yeah. were going to look at putting together a healthcare system. Yes. With no profit motive. Right. So in other words, that's the only way I fit in other ways. In other words, insurance busters. I no, I so agree with this. You're right. That is, I wasn't thinking it was a good news story. It was a real amazing story. Um, this might be the salvation, and I think others have said this in the past, that what will finally move America out of the totally dysfunctional uh, greed, uh, greed machine of our, uh, of our health care is uh, corporate America. Because corporate America is uh, suffering a great deal by virtue of uh, our health care system and also in its ability to be uh, competitive with uh, other companies abroad because the other companies abroad don't have to pay for but you their employees. One thing. What? They, they, they know nothing about, you know, we know nothing about the plan because there is no plan. They have announced their intention to develop the plan. But the right. only thing that they put out there was that there would be no need for profit. Right. So what, the, what, so what they're doing is identifying the boogeyman in all of this is that is the middleman insurance company. Right. That takes profit. Right. It, right, right, right. It, so it's, <clears throat> this is essentially, uh, it, it sort of, it seems like it's, it's not unlike a single payer system. They're, they're going to, That's right. they're going to work out a not for profit healthcare system, which they hope will be better for everybody involved. And we're talking about three of the biggest companies, uh, going. Right. Amazon. It'll be some form of self insurance. It'll be some form of self-insurance where they, you know, put up the funds to, to you know, to, to start the system rolling. And there will be cost to it, but there and, and people will pay into it, as will companies, but it will have, be at much reduced cost because of the, of no... Getting rid of the middleman. Right. Right. And that creates, and then, and then voila, you have the model. Here's... Uh, well, we'll see. But so if corporate America employed, pulls it off. You have to be employed to be part of this again. It's still a flaw in the American system. That's correct. That you have to be employed. Right. Under, the, you know, in order to, uh, you have to be employed by a large corporation in order to be able to enter the system. Well, what we got, the three companies that are doing this, we're going to work together, are Amazon, uh, Berkshire Hathaway and J.P. Morgan Chase. So um, with Amazon in there, uh, Bezos, uh, I think you'll see, um, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that Amazon wants to essentially own the world. Do you get that impression? You're not answering me. Did we lose her? Susan? No, we did. Uh, and Lynn, can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. Where were you? You are, you are, you are dis- 
All right, so are you. So we got a bad connection here. Yeah. You wanna you wanna like ha- a large truck. What? Yeah, I, I didn't hear try and call him. Okay, why don't you yeah, hang up and come back, see if that works. Sort of like reboot. Um here's what Bezo says. Uh he said the healthcare system is complex and we enter into this challenge open eyed about the difficulty. Hard as it might be, reducing health care's burden on the economy while improving outcomes for employees and their families will be worth the effort. Success is going to require talented experts, a beginner's mind. In other words, the ability to start from scratch. I like that. And a long-term orientation. Um a lot of stocks uh, are getting uh, beat up on uh, on uh, the stock exchange today, uh, healthcare stocks, uh, obviously, because well, the guys who are making uh, so much money off off this totally, I mean, despicable so-called healthcare system in this country. Um, are are scared that uh, they could be in in trouble. I don't know. I don't. My, you know, the fact is, uh, I'm looking at the guys. I, I the only one I even have a slight amount of trust in is Warren Buffett, but Jeff Bezos scares the bejeebers out of me, and Jamie Dimon, who heads J, J. P. Morgan Chase, is is a despicable um, jerk. So. I I don't know. Not that despicable jerks can't uh, can't get things done. <laughs> don't know. Well, th- am I there? Yeah, you are. Hi. Okay. There's there's no doubt that that they're they're in it for the you know to save money. But if along the way I get to save money too, mm-hmm. and they and they blow up the system and get it recreated in a better way, I agree. then okay, that's 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 better than get, making all the bookstores <laughs> disappear and then. Showing up with your own goddamn bricks and mortar store. <laughs> God, what a what a what a what a what a. I mean, I will not walk into an Amazon bookstore. Will you walk into an Amazon? No, bookstore? no. <clears throat> I don't even walk into uh, Barnes and Noble if I can help it. Which I I, I mean because I prefer um, a smaller independent uh, bookstore. Independent yeah. bookstore, and yeah. we've got an, a, a few really good ones here. Um, and if they don't have, and they're little, and and if they don't have a book, they'll get it for you like that. So um, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I just bought, I just bought three books from a little independent bookstore uh, this weekend uh, for my month off, so that I could uh, you know feed my head. Um, well, I I hope you know this will be a a long time uh, in. We're not going to see anything coming out of this for a long, long time. Let's wish them luck, and uh, hope that they can move things forward. It can't get much worse uh, than it than it is. Speaking of that, Susan, I th- there was a piece the other day that reminded me of something you had told me about. Um, and again, it has to do with healthcare. Uh, run by profit motive and um, how it just 
robs people blind and sometimes, uh, you know, has really bad medical outcomes as well. There was a story, and I forget where I saw it, about a woman who spent, I forget, maybe like $25,000 freezing her eggs because uh, she yeah. had a that real... Was, I think it was in the Post. Okay, in the Washington Post, because she had a career and she it did, it, she wanted to sort of get a solid footing in her career and hold back on and knowing that younger eggs are more viable, she had a bunch harvested and frozen, and then at the age of I think thirty nine, had them implanted. Anyway, what she found out is that the amount of money these people who are freezing eggs are getting is just unbelievable. And their ability to deliver on the other end a viable pregnancy, it it just negligible. It's like a it's a scam. Well you need to, you need to at least go into it with your eyes open. And you need to be intensely focused on the fact that even if the eggs that you have uh, frozen survive the freezing, and and so there's the first rub, and it is not unusual that there are accidents and the eggs are thawed, either in transportation or or a power failure or Whatever. any number of things. But <clears throat> eggs are just accidentally destroyed all the time, so mm -hmm. there goes that plan. Um, and then the eggs are not always good eggs. And then, you know, and then the real issue is how old you are when you decide to implant them. So that's still, because yeah. It, that's still an issue, and that's still, to say the least, an involving science. And every single case is different. <coughs> but the fact of the matter is that the odds of of any given egg resulting in a live, healthy pregnancy um, are about the same as the odds are that your ovary, after ingesting all of those drugs to produce all of these eggs, will flip over and die, and, and you will be infertile from trying to stay fertile. So I, I, it, it's just it's not well. What are the numbers? Point. I mean, does anybody know the numbers as successful? The numbers, the numbers that were handed to the person that I know uh -huh. were two percent. Two percent. Two percent of the frozen embryos. Now they aren't embryos. They are Fro eggs. frozen eggs. Result in a a child being born. Two percent in a pregnancy, yeah. And people, I mean, a lot of women, a lot of young women, are, um, I think, doing this, and the cost is big. They're just being sold at this as you know. This is just a no-brainer. You should figure out a way to pay right. for it. It's like getting braces. If you are a young woman in today's world, you should march yourself off and freeze your eggs. Freeze your eggs. And and but the fact of the matter is that depending on who you go to and where your eggs are stored, and you're doing a whole lot of research, you might be spending a lot of money 
and taking a small but real risk with your present fertility right to give yourself something that might be worth absolutely nothing oh and by the way paying between 500 and a thousand dollars a year to keep those eggs frozen until you're ready to use them oh really so and, you pay and, for the store oh, wow you have to pay for the storage which may or may not be good It's a well, so this is the first story I've seen about that, and um, boy, so you got people, you got to see more. You'll be well, you know, you got doctors who clearly, I mean, they're just making money hand over fist with this thing that promises so much and results in usually heartbreak. Well, and this particular doctor that, um, it did not, I, uh, at the first asking, provide the information that was asked for at the first meeting, uh, you know, which is, you know, give me the risks, give me the odds of success, you know. And, and finally, you know, just before procedures are to begin, they hand you that piece of paper and it says 2%. Huh. And, uh, and so the uh, question was asked, could this be 2%? I'm, I'm about to embark on this you know, journey with real physical issues involved, and my chances for, of any given egg are 2%. And the nurse looks at it and thinks, well, that doesn't make sense. Let me go find out. So the nurse goes and finds out, comes back, and says, yeah, I, I'm amazed. That's true. And then she reads a little further, and she said, and, and the risk of my ovary flipping and dying and you know and falling off what? is also now, wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute the risk of success wait of any given egg is equal to the risk of of you know an, an ovary being damaged by by all of the drugs that you take that's one of the very you have to take a lot of a lot of heavy duty drugs so that your ovaries what which, release which a whole blows up your ovary about it, it blows it up to about the size of a tennis ball. And then... And it and can literally flip and strangulate. It's a small risk, but it's the same risk as the egg that you're getting out turning into a baby. Anyway, so right. when well. she said, I got to... The, the, the patient says, I got to think about this, and leaves. Gets a call later from the doctor, a very irate doctor. He says, look, that's why we take so many eggs. Because then you got 2% plus 2% plus 2%, but pretty soon your odds are up to 40, 50%. That's not how, st I don't even know much about, st that's not how that works. Oh, really? You don't you think? It's 2%. You don't, I, seriously, the doctor said that to this woman? Yes, yes. In a very angry way. Okay. Well, I had thought this was, you know, again, a smart thing for young women who aren't ready or aren't well, everybody in everybody is, everybody, Oprah, Oprah tells you, you know, I mean, all of the, all of the, you know, guide to being a, a wonderful professional woman book, you know, have this. Freeze your eggs, there, freeze your eggs. Doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy! It's just okay. a no-brainer, but it's not a no-brainer. It's it, it's. I'm not saying it's a total scam. I'm not saying that women haven't ha haven't met with success. They certainly have. 
Those but are the lucky ones. It is not a no-brainer. It's not a slam dunk, and it requires serious thought about whether you should take the risk that it might buy you time. It mm. also might not. Well, okay, good. I'm glad you were more, yeah. I, I, I think people should know that. <laughs> so. I think people should know it, too. And, and and there are doctors, I'm sure, that do a much better job at this than, you know... Than, than the others. doctor your friend went to, right, friend's Than daughter. the doctor right. that my friend went to and that, right. and, that, uh, and that thinks that you can add two plus two plus two plus right. two. Right, right, right. Jeez. Okay, well, just a little information for you there. All righty. Um, oh, boy. So... So I, I've gone on record saying I, I'm not going to watch the State of the Union address tonight. So I'll, I'll see, I'll, I'll catch up on what happened after, but I am not going to subject myself to it. Um, no, I have to say I am looking forward to instead having dinner with Cousin Betsy. <laughs> well, good for you, Susan. So here's what I want to say. The continued effort of Republicans in Congress to discredit the Justice Department, the FBI, and all of, I mean, these... The press. The the press, but these agencies and institutions that, if you destroy trust in them, uh, we're in big trouble. I mean, there are national security implications. There are all kinds of things. And I just want to say that what the Republicans on, uh, in the House, in the House Intelligence Committee, uh, did yesterday is un... You know, how often do we have to use this word in the last year? Unprecedented. Never before in the history of the House has an intelligence... Go ahead. Against the request, against the request of your own security people. It's, it's, uh, the Republican Party is like tiptoeing along the line of treason and falling on the wrong side all the time. I know. It's, they were told by the Justice Department that if they were to release this information, it would be, the quote from the Justice Department, extraordinarily reckless. And, and let us remember that this is Jeff Sessions' Justice Department. Then let's go to the fact that they have forced out another deputy director of the FBI. Um, I think next in the sights is Rosenstein, uh, who was actually put in by Trump. They're going to go for everyone, and you can also see the maneuvering going on, that Trump is going to refuse to be interviewed by uh, Mueller. I, I'm, I'm putting money on it now. Well, they won't let him. Well, they'll have to subpoena him and he'll have to do a grand jury, but the pressure, it's just unbelievable what they're doing. And I agree with you. It, it's, 
it's it's traitorous. Well, I, I, and here's the thing. I mean, as as yet another career dedicated government servant. Yes, McCabe, you're talking about tossed out. Right. We lose more and more assets. We lose more and more institutional memory. Those folks aren't going to come back when when this gets when this trash gets swept out. They're gone. They're gone, and and they cannot be. Re- you can't replace those years. You can't replace that institutional memory. It's really it's it's. I mean, it's all of those awful words. It's also critical. So how did a party that was and still, I suppose, suggest that it is the party (laughs) of law and order and is the party of national security. This is the party that is attempting to undermine a uh, a bona fide investigation. And, and... The Democrats on the committee found out only late yesterday afternoon that the committee, without them, the committee has launched an investigation into the FBI and into the Justice Department. Meanwhile, the Russians, who they're supposed to be looking at, are laughing and high-fiving and add to that the fact that the president now says he will not institute the sanctions against Russia that were passed almost unanimously in both houses of the Congress. And what are the Republicans saying about that? They voted for those sanctions. Have you heard anything? What, what the hell do the Russians have well, on Trump? This is what happens. Well, this is what Rus- Russian agents look like running your government. I, I mean, I don't know what more evidence we're looking for. Because the government is no longer doing the people's bidding. No. It is doing Russia's. That is correct. We have now, uh, it's hard to believe. It's why this 2018 election is so damn important. I don't think Democrats can take the Senate, but they can take the House. And you take the House, and Devin Nunez is not going to be the head of the House Intelligence Committee. Devin Nunez, who is one step away from getting, yeah, whatever the Russians give out as their Medal of Honor. We have got to take the House. Jesus. I'm just... (sighs) It's hard to take. I'm sorry. It's hard to take. Meanwhile, it is. It's, it, if you care about ahead. your country, if you love your country, and 
I'm not so sure I love the current iteration of this country. I don't. It's cruel. It is in the hands of an enemy. It is corrupted. And, I mean, I just look at what my government's doing, just what ICE is doing to families. And I, 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 I'm supposed to support this government? It's just despicable. And let me, let me, I got some numbers here that's just mind-blowing at how much they're trying to literally destroy the government itself. Because Republicans don't believe in government, as you know. The Trump administration has still not made any nominations for 245 of the top jobs in the executive branch. That's unprecedented, too. Never before has an entire year passed with a new administration and they haven't even bothered to nominate <coughs> people for top executive level positions. There's nobody home. You want to know what some of the places that have no nominee are? A year into this Trump administration, and this is mind-blowing, the director of the census. The census! Well, they're gonna, but they're going to streamline it this year. They're going to put it online, and they aren't going to count you unless you're white. And they're going to ask if you're a citizen, which will mean all immigrants are, I mean, anybody who's is going to not respond. It's going to be a botched count in every way, and there's no one heading it. There's no director of alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives. With all the chaos we have because of guns in this country and because of narcotics and all of that. No director of the National Park Service. They're probably just getting ready to sell them off. No commissioner of the Social Security Administration. There are no ambassadors to important countries like South Korea, like Turkey, like Australia. These are major postings. He's done nothing. The one thing they've done, they spent all their time packing the federal court system so that even when we the people throw them out, throw some of them in jail, their legacy will haunt us for generations. Because the only qualification they have for federal judges is that they're young as can be and right-wing as can be. If they've ever been a judge, that's not particularly important. If they can answer basic questions about jurisprudence, that's not important. Just someone who's going to... even been to a trial... Just somebody who's going to maybe live another 50, 60 years and make decisions based on their political biases. Oh, dear God. The damage that they're doing is mind-boggling. We've got a call. Hello, caller? Hi, Lynn. It's, it's Laura calling. I just wanted to... Um talk to you about a show that I saw 
Rachel Maddow had this on a couple of months ago, and she said that Exxon, who Rex Tillerson was CEO of years ago, owns 43 million acres in Russia for drilling, but they cannot drill unless they get government permission from Russia. So she was alluding to the fact that when we lift sanctions in Russia, perhaps then Exxon will be allowed to drill these 43 million acres. Yeah, so, <laughs> that makes sense. I think it's follow the money. Gee whiz. Yes, follow the money. You're absolutely right, Laura. And uh, if if they're allowed to do it, um, yeah, a lot of people are going to go to jail, no doubt about it. And, and I'm sure that he's receiving a pension, Rex Tillerson, from Exxon. <laughs> so... Um, it's so corrupted. I don't know. It's how just long, but yeah, it's so corrupted. Off, huh? Well, thank you, thank you for that <laughs> tidbit. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. We'll add it to all the other tidbits. Speaking of following the money, here's another little fact. Are you ready? Since the nineteen yeah. since the nineteen eighties, companies owned or licensed by Donald Trump have sold 1,300 condos worth $1.5 billion to shell companies in secretive all-cash transactions. These kinds of purchases, which are done, by the way, by crooks, these kind of purchases, which enable buyers to shield their finances and identities from scrutiny, are sometimes used, sometimes used, oh yeah, by foreigners and criminals to launder money. That's how Donald Trump made himself wealthy. He's a criminal. Well, and there's, there's been several stories about how at least some of those overpriced, uh, improbably priced properties... Russian oligarchs. Uh, were, 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 yeah, Russian oligarchs. And who were intentionally paying him right. more. And, right. and so the question to that was, why? Exactly. So I think uh, the, the thing that Bannon said that so freaked everybody out in the White House was that um, it's money laundering that's going to... That's going to take him down. It's uh-huh. money laundering. And I think that even if um, they don't prove collusion with Russia or that, I don't see how the Attorney General of New York State doesn't come gunning for him and takes him down. Right, he's a crook. And he did his crookery. In New York State, no pardons can be given. Kushner's got to be scared. His attorneys have to be scared. I mean, it's, it's, it's just unbelievable. Uh, Henry writes, regarding the State of the Union, we can only hope that Trump goes off script. He won't. He, he's been taught how to read a teleprompter now and then after he won't, so it's just going to be boring right and then after he reads it um the uh media
cable guys will gush about how presidential he was, right? How even-tempered, how wonderful he was. Because we've seen this before. He goes, uh, he goes before Congress. He, del- he reads the teleprompter. Everybody goes gaga that, my God, look, he actually, my God, he read the teleprompter. And then a day later or two days later, he will do something that blows everything up, right? That's the way it works. Anybody who's lived the last year in this country knows that. Anyway, Henry says, we can hope that Trump goes off script and what would be wrong with a Democratic walkout in the middle of the speech. You know what, though, Henry? None of that accomplishes anything. It just furthers the uh, total absolute dysfunction. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Henry also writes, and the Democratic response will be delivered by Joe Kennedy, grandson of Robert Kennedy. I don't know anything about Joe Kennedy, he says, but are the Democrats living in the past with his choice? Yeah, I don't think it's smart. The Democratic Party is not smart. I think we've learned that, too. They don't have a clue how to uh, do optics, how to position themselves, how to uh, fight uh, with an with a clear strategy of what you do, how to hang together and be tough. No, they don't. They just don't. I don't know what's wrong with them. Well, and if you're going to be the party of the future, you need new people. Uh, yeah, so, you don't need I mean, Steny Hoyer. You don't need the... Right. Pelosi the of, and the right, grandson right. of a former no, you just don't of a former what should be disgraced president. Yeah, who's next? Chelsea Clinton doing the? Uh, I mean, come on. And speaking of Clinton, I just want to say this about this news that Hillary did not fire this. First of all, the director of faith something her. This guy who was her faith advisor in the 2008 campaign? What the hell is that? And he was some religious Christian Baptist guy who they thought knew how to reach out to um, those folks. Yeah. And and so he apparently uh, was sexually... uh, uh, harassing uh, a, a, a woman. Of course he did. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What are you laughing? Yeah, I just think it's funny. Yeah, I'm just because it's so stereotypical. Yeah. Go ahead. And then Hillary is told about it and told by her chief of staff that she should fire him, and she does not. She moves the woman, which always happens. The woman gets moved, and the man stays where he is. And I just want to say that Hillary Clinton, the reason she's so quiet in the Me Too stuff, is she has no, she can't say anything. Because she herself enabled her husband and went after the women who reported about him. So who is she to speak out? I just had to say that because it's been bugging me. We have a call. Hello, caller. Hello, Lynn. Yeah. Oh, I'll make this real quick. 
Um, I'm all for the women thing, but I kind of think it's a snoozer and a loser. I really do. I don't think it's the way to go, but you can't tell them that. I, I don't think, I think it works with some people, but I think it's going to hold back some people too. Just, that's how I feel about it. Uh, like I said, I'm for it, but not everybody's like me in that situation. Well, what do you okay, mean? You. What is that? All right. Are you leaving? Did he leave? Are you on? No, I'm still oh, here. Oh, okay. So I just don't even know what you're saying. I mean, so. Uh, About this, whether well, I know what women into politics and, and then they come up and, you know, they're all. Do you remember when Hillary was up with, all, with uh, Albright and all them standing there? That type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I think there's a portion of people out there, quite a bit, from this last election, it, that are women that don't like the women running, is what I'm trying to say. I've seen it when I worked. They hated when women got ahead. They didn't like them. Well, in women the are not, positions. right. Women are not a, a well, no, monolith. I think you're right about that. Yes. That there are, that there are people that do not like putting women in positions of leadership i and some of those people are women some of those people are women and there are women and i i found out the hard way i was stunned um by finding out that women are sometimes the the nastiest to women who are you know perceived as as being powerful um but women have taken so much shit for so long that any time that they stand up, um, it's good. It's good. I don't think there's something for you to call it snoozer and loser. Um, just pisses me off. Okay, so you're out to piss women off. You just did. Um we got a lot of reason. Well, I think it's going to be a drag. What I do you mean, a, a, a drag Yeah, it's on? going to be a drag. Well, but you don't even know what these women are going to stand for. But the last election like shows you that. What? That they the, weren't going to vote for Hillary. No, right but there. that was Hillary. That, there well, was a, I hope there you're was, right there. I think that Hillary um, made it easy to hide... Um, uh, you know that the, there were a lot of people that should have wanted to vote for Hillary, but didn't because she was Hillary. Uh, and I'm shocked at how many. Um, but the, I think that just your run-of-the-mill uh, smart broad who's running for office and does well against her opponent, uh, you know, in all of the um, you know normal uh, ways, should um, fare pretty well. I I. I'm not worried about that. Okay. I think, and I and I think on the congressional level, it's different than on the presidential level, anyway. That's true. Okay then. All right. Well, thank you. Always appreciate well, we'll your see. input. We'll okay. See. Yeah, like I <laughs> said, I'm for it. Yeah, I understand. I'm against yeah. it. I know. So I I'm, pre- right, I'm just right. saying what you know. I you're saying yeah, I what you think. That's quite all right. Thank you. Okay. Thank okay, you. Okay. Goodbye. Okay. Uh, bye. This is from Beth. This is a question for Susan, but with this pending document about to come out from the Republicans about how evil the Justice Department and the FBI are, how will this jeopardize all legal investigations being conducted by both bodies? 
if I were a defense lawyer who has a client who is under investigation for whatever, I would be using this thing to get my client off. Also, I wish the Democrats would start playing the way these SOBs play. They, I think she means Republicans. For example, how are they not pulling out, putting out there that Nunez may really be a Russian mole? He certainly seems to be, right. We are in an age of non-facts and time to get Nunez defending himself rather than propagating the disinform his disinformation campaign. Ugh, enjoy your sabbatical. Ugh, Beth, thank you. All right, Susan, do you think if they, com if they do uh, undercut... I, 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 no. No? I don't think, no, I don't think the, the in, improper release of one document has anything to do with anything else happening anywhere else. Yeah, and but if it shows like, that, if, if, if it shows, and they cherry-picked this out of a huge, huge, huge trove of, and, and boiled it down to three and a half pages, that's what this memo is, three and a half pages out of context, stuck together to make uh, the FBI and the DOJ look like they're up to something nefarious. No good, yeah, that bias to no good, yeah. Right, but... Um, I yeah. So you no, don't. No, I don't. No, no. Okay. I I, I don't. I, Susan I mean, says I, no. I, I, it's inappropriate. Yes, but it doesn't. It doesn't suggest any similar actions by anywhere else in in unrelated cases. Um, you know, and and don't forget, there's no actual defendant here. I mean, what attorney are we talking about that's defending whom? No, she's saying anybody who the FBI might be targeting now, couldn't the attorney say, well, look, the FBI is, is you know, up to all kinds of crap. How do we know that they, you know, didn't do this or no. that with my... That's not going to... Right. No, if, no. I mean, um, uh, no. Mm -hmm. uh, because then that, no. I hope all I, right. I, she I, says I no. I, I get the... It it's No. Okay, Susan, I have a question, and this comes. Yes. This comes <laughs> after this news that American uh, soldiers all over the world wearing Fitbits, right? Right. Um, right. And are putting themselves and other soldiers in uh, real jeopardy. Because it turns oh, out... secret bases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but it turns out... Here's what I want to ask you. It turns out that the fitness tracking company that has Fitbit and a whole bunch of other things, they have... It's a public thing. You can go on and see where every person wearing a Fitbit is on a map. You can... It puts out a little spot. So in the middle of the, uh, let's say, uh, the desert uh, in Afghanistan or something, or a mountainous region where there aren't a lot of people with Fitbits, right? All of a sudden, there's a little... Why? That tells the Taliban, American, American soldier. So, just want to say that the military has now said, oh shit... <laughs> Turn them off. Oh, shit. But see, here's my question. I, when I'm just fiddling around on my phone, and I'm on some site, and it could be a site 
that has nothing to do with anything in particular. And it will say, we would like to use your current location, right? Can, do we have permission to use yeah. your current location? And it says allow say no. or don't allow. I always say, don't allow. What business is it of yours where the hell I am? So, here's what... I, and and for, for other things, like when you're using, you know, say, Google Maps, it's only when using the app. And uh, and then you know, and still they're going. Someone's going to know that you left place yeah, A yeah, yeah. and went to place B. Right. But so wait a minute. Why would anybody give that? In? What do they need that information for? Why would I give it? And how do I know? I don't think my saying "don't allow" means they don't have the information. <laughs> do I trust them? Hell no. So again, I just want to say. Well, answer answer me this: Why do people have the um, you know um, all of those machines uh, around to, that you can you know whatever the Amazon one is and whatever the Google one is that where you you know which is the housewide version of Siri where and, and for that matter Siri why do you have that on all the time when it's simply spying on you right. Why does anybody want any of this shit? It's unbelievable. Wait, we've got a call. Hello, caller. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Uh, I want to go back to um, the one caller that said uh, uh, we're not ready for women in, in politics and everything. He uh, said we, we women were a drag. <laughs> yeah, you're a drag. Uh we got. I, I think you should remember that Hillary Clinton, Clinton actually won the popular vote. So. Uh, yeah, I had three million I mean, more votes. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously her her status as a woman didn't hold her back. I mean, it was such just her screwed up uh, electoral college. college system yeah. that, that made her lose. That's right. So I mean, that's he's totally off there. So okay, I, I just. I wanted to remind him and everybody, you know, that... Uh, she won! You know, the popular uh, vote! Yeah. Yeah, she she won. So, I mean, saying stuff like that, obviously, he's way off. So, yeah. well, that's, right. that's all I wanted to well, really say. Well, that's good. Thank uh, you. Thank you. <laughs> yep, enjoy you your sabbatical. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm right. going to. If you want to vote for a winner, vote for a woman. Did you just make that up, Suze? I did. <laughs> you got to change the mindset, apparently. <laughs> oh, here's the other piece of good news I found. The Cleveland Indians are getting rid of their controversial Chief Wahoo logo. Finally. If you don't remember, I don't, I don't think I paid much attention to it until they were, they were in the World Series like two years ago or something. And right. it is the most clearly racist. It is, you know, this ridiculous cartoon red skin, Chief Wahoo on top of it, grinning like a, it would be no different than a, if you had a, you know, a minstrel in blackface. I mean, it's unbelievable. I remember looking at it when they were in the World Series and thinking, how can anyone? Anyone tolerate that? 
So the reason they're doing it, though, is because apparently the um, Cleveland is going to have the pro, the, 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 what do you call it? They're, anyway, in 2019, they got to get rid of it by then. But uh, the All-Star game? Yeah, probably. The All-Star game, probably, yeah. Anyway, they say fans have a long-standing attachment to the logo and to its place in the history of the team. But um, tough shit. God. There's a lot of people who have, you know, who get all teary-eyed thinking about the Confederacy, too. And the good old days of uh, when you could enslave people. Tough shit. Right. And we and we valued families. Isn't <sighs> that what Roy Moore said? <laughs> oh God, please. Well, now that he's been vanquished, we can chuckle with a little relief. Not really. He wasn't vanquished by much. And you know what? Doug Jones, who won, will get will will be out. In the first uh, the first uh, general election, he has to uh, run in. He's just filling out session seat. Um, he'll be out. That'll be a Republican seat again. Somebody who I guess you know doesn't have a a thing for fifteen year old girls that, that has the same politics. So it's friggin' Alabama, isn't it? Alabama, I think so. Yep. Yep. And did you see that Donald it Trump is. is making money with the State of the Union tonight? He's he has he, you know his campaign reelection. He's still they have he's, a web. He's scrolling his donors on the bottom. <laughs> he's saying that if you want your name while I'm doing the State of the Union address, <laughs> we're going to have it on my website. You can watch it on the website, and we're going to have the names of all our donors scrolling on the bottom for 35 bucks i think it is 35 bucks you too can be part of this with me oh god unbelievable uh brook writes when an app asks your permission to use your location they do that so they can better Fuck them. Better fuck them. Excuse me. So they can better customize your experience. Fuck them! Excuse me. Did I make myself clear? For example, with some stores, inventory and pricing is based on your location. I'm sick of all of this! I don't want the bastards to know where I am. To manipulate me, to give me a little money over here, so that I'll come no, back. And they I'm also, sick of it. That that in in her example, all all that store has to do is offer you a store locator option in which you type a zip code, which is far less pinpointing than allowing them to access you, you know, versus you know a, some sort of GPS system. Brooke goes on. I'm sorry, Brooke. I, I wasn't screaming at you. <laughs> I wasn't screaming at you. Well, yes, she was, Brooke, but don't take it personally. No, I, wa I really, I wasn't. I was just screaming at the idea <laughs> of trying to explain to me. I don't give a shit. Okay, but, but here's the thing, says Brooke. Wait a minute. Here's the thing. These apps are only asking to use location data that your phone is already broadcasting. 
unless you specifically go into your settings and turn off the GPS, your phone is already broadcasting its location. So why do they bother asking? Why do they bother asking? I don't know. So one of the things I'm uh, going to do on my sabbatical is I am going to try to go dark. <laughs> I am, I will tell people that need to know the phone numbers of where I am, but I'm going dark. I, I don't want to look at... So you're not going to call me for a month? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't think. I'm No, I'm just going dark. I will look maybe once a week to see if there's anything I have to know or something. I will no, not allow my... going dark. No, no, go no, dark. If you're going dark, go dark. Okay, go dark. And if I'm, there's anything you really need to know, no. somebody will call you. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I'll yeah. go... Um, the bitch will be coming back because as soon as you come back, it all comes coming at you again. And, you know, damn it, it's a no wonder we're all at each other's throats and stressed out. This is no way to live. It just isn't. It's not good for us. Seriously. I, Susan, you know, I spent unbelievable hours playing that spider solitaire on my uh, that iPad you gave me. I'm not taking that. I'm well, not. You're going to have withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And all the games I play on my phone, because I do, and words with friends and all that shit. I spend a lot. When I think of how much time I spend doing that, I'm going to take all that back. And I'm going to live like I lived just, what, 15 years ago? Right. Like when you got in your car and no one could call you. And it yeah. I'm going to unplug. And we all should. And, and if anything keeps me from coming back and doing this, it'll be I will find that I so love being unplugged that I can't bear to go back I don't know it'll be interesting to see but I gotta this is not good for any of us okay that's it okay Lynn I gotta walk the dog <laughs> <laughs> well don't you have an app for that you mean you still have well, to walk there are apps there are, there are actually apps for that. Yeah. No, I do this myself. You don't do a virtual walk the dog? I'm surprised. No. All right, well, walk the fucking dog. You're so retro. All right, Suze. Okay. Bye. So, bye. So say I'll bye to everybody. You in a month, I guess. Yes, you bye. will. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> See you guys tomorrow. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.